Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. Let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell. That's me. I would appreciate it if you would follow us online at Saturday Rewind or SaturdayMorningRewind.com. If you want to find out more about me, Tim Nidell, go to TimNidell.com, N-Y-D-E-L-L. You can follow me on social media or subscribe to my YouTube channel. That would be awesome. Speaking of YouTube channel... This full interview is going to be on there as well. So if you want to watch the full video of my one-on-one interview, go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe. Again, you can find me on YouTube. Just type in my name, Tim Nidell, or I'll leave all the links all over the website or on my social media posts. And for this episode, I have the amazingly talented Noelle North. Noelle voiced two of my favorite characters from Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. She voiced Cubby Gummy. Whoops, I guess my knot came untied. I'm really sorry, Gruffy. And Princess Kala. Oh, Father, sometimes I hate being a princess. And of course, some of her other roles have been slouchy smurfling on the Smurfs. She was Twilight on My Little Pony in the 80s. And even voiced Rowan from Legend of Prince Valiant. And of course, we'll talk about all those in my interview, so stay tuned for that. But before I play the interview, I do want to give a quick shout out to my amazing Patreon supporters. Mike Clemens, Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Alan, and Chris. And Chris, you just upgraded your $2 a month Patreon support to a $5 a month Patreon support. You're awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. It means a lot. And if you want to find out how you can help the show, just go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Click on Donate, and you'll find all the Patreon information right there. One other thing I wanted to mention was our iTunes reviews. We've been stuck at about 92 iTunes reviews for quite a while now. So if you're a fan of the show and haven't left a positive iTunes review yet, please consider doing so. It really helps us out. It gets our name out there. Other people see it on iTunes. And honestly, it does help getting big interviews as well. And speaking of big interviews, I had an amazing time talking with Noelle about her voice career her time as a gummy bear, her time as a Smurf. Such an amazing time, such an amazing person too. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. And here it is, my interview with Noelle North. I grew up loving all the stuff that you did in animation from Cubby Gummy, who I really saw myself in as a kid because I was five when it came out. So I think I was was the perfect age for for Cubby Gummy. Exactly. I fashioned him after about a six-year-old boy. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so that could have that could have been me. But what what was your childhood like? What kind of things did you like doing as a kid? Well, I've been a dancer for my life. I mean, I came into this world practically going, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've been a dancer since we wow. we things. I think I might have danced before I walked or something. 
Um, and then I joined dance companies in my teens and um, I got into acting. I always looked for pretty young. I, I considered myself a professional teenager. <laughs> and uh, so I got into acting and such after I'd been a professional dancer. And a lot of actresses have done that. Yeah. You know, it, it's not an uncommon thing um, because acting's fun to do. You don't have quite the rigorous routine, yep. but you're already used to kind of working hard and doing stuff and emoting and having a good time with it all. So, uh, and then I had a friend who said, uh, you have such an interesting voice. You should do voiceover, you know? Because people would call my house and say, is your mother home? <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of been a bit of the way of my world okay but I mean, dance i still dance i i teach ballroom dance basic ballroom okay. i like to initiate people into dance i do a, a bit of basic ballet teaching things like that awesome and yeah. i still i still do splits and cartwheels are you serious wow i yeah. don't think i've ever done anything like that ever in my entire life <laughs> never been flexible enough to do that <laughs> well i've always been a bit flexible so yeah yeah so when you first got into voice acting i think i read that Daz butler was your mentor is that correct correct well i mean Daz. i mean there's not very many people i i can name that i would want as my mentor oh. as much as Daz butler honestly what was that like well, talk about nurturing and someone who really cared about you and 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 who really wanted to have meaningful dialogues. He would write all kinds of wonderful scripts and then he'd give them to us to perform and such. And it was just an amazing training ground. I mean, Nancy Cartwright, yep. you know, uh, in fact, we sort of knew each other a bit in passing. And uh, since then, I mean, we've been friends and such, too. I mean, it's carried through. But um, he was just amazing that way and was so gracious and so generous about introducing you to people. Or, I mean, he's the one that took me to Hanna-Barbera. Mm -hmm. You know, he literally opened doors for me. That's how I have a voiceover career was Dawes Butler. Any um, cool stories? kind of stick out when thinking about Dawes? Because that's a man I wanted to meet, never had a chance to do it, so I love living vicariously through people like you who knew him. <laughs> he, um, if I can think of a particular story, I don't know. He was just such a charmer. He was just so, and he was so real. He was so, and he liked to talk about I mean, he'd write these scripts that they weren't animation scripts. They were, they were, they were real, like people having a conversation and a problem or, or something that was very heartfelt, huh. you know? So it was, a, it was a real stretch, you know? Yeah. And, and he enjoyed working with the people that he worked with. I mean, it was a very intimate kind of thing. You kind of, I think we went up, it was in the back of his garage upstairs, I think. I'm trying to, you know, it, it's been a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just, it was, all, it was always so kind of personal as opposed to, 
oh, now we're going to a voiceover class at a studio and, you know, they're going to give us scripts and it's going to be kind of like, okay, we'll do it this way, now do it this way. And I mean, it was very more personal and personality generated. Mm-hmm. And and the people, I guess, that were drawn to that or whatever, you, you just you just found it and you stayed with it. And, and he was just amazing, you know? And he just he just liked you on such a personal level. Yeah. It wasn't I mean it was professional, but at the same time it was so it, it was so much more personal. Yeah. I, I don't I, know I, if I can explain it well. It, it, I mean, you know, you have great relationships with some of your teachers and mm-hmm. he was a teacher and a friend. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So guess... It's very special. In fact, just recently, just I, I guess just maybe a year ago, under a year ago, uh, kind of a handful of us that had worked with Dawes and been kind of a, you know, had real real personal relationships with him, et cetera, kind of got together and we had our own little kind of commemoration of him. I think I remember hearing about that. Was was Brian Cummings there? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was telling Nancy. me about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just, it's just a, it was just such a special opportunity to know him. Wow. And what what was your uh, first voiceover gig in animation? Um, I believe, now he introduced me to um, radio drama. Okay. So I think, I think my first jobs were some radio drama. Okay. Where I played, again, very young, you know, like a five-year-old girl or something, or maybe even two or maybe three-year-old, just, just able to speak pretty well. And I think my big line was, I love you, Daddy. You know, <laughs> it was just like, uh, you know, and um yeah, and I got to play a lot of young people, but but mostly I think that was the first one I did. And then he also took me over to Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. And so there I got to play a 14-year-old girl um, who was kind of feisty and she was meeting the thing, you know, this big Hulk okay. of a thing. Yeah, I was, and, I was reading about that show, um, Fred, Fred and Barney uh, Meet the Thing, the thing and yeah. I don't remember that at all as a kid, at all. I barely remember it myself <laughs> when I was in it, but it was interesting because that's how I got introduced. I played the foot, you know, kind of the, yeah. the sort of the total contrast, right? You've got this big hulky guy, right? And then you've got this little cute blonde, short haired, you know, um, teenage girl. And I probably got a picture of it here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, it was just so much fun, you know, and and that's how I got introduced to Hanna Barbera, and and I got, I had to I think I had auditioned, something, you know, there was always there was always auditioning involved, yeah, but coming in with his kind of recommendation oh, yeah. was always a, a big <laughs> benefit. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, was Mel Blank doing the voice of Barney at the time? Yeah, he was. So did you, you actually yeah. got to work with him? I worked with Mel Blank. Yeah. Um, he was remarkable, but he, you know, I didn't have the personal relationship yeah. with him. It was more, okay, we're here. We're doing our thing. We're working. Good. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, I don't think we ever really gotten in any yeah. big conversations. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about one of my all-time favorite childhood cartoons. Of course, I'm talking about Gummy Bears, where wow. you voiced Cubby and Princess Kala. 
Yes. I don't know where to begin with that cartoon. I was watching it recently on Disney Plus, and I can't believe how well that cartoon still holds up. Yes. In fact, that's what I forgot to bring. I've got it just in the other room. I've got my, my cells. Of, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you if you have anything from the cartoons. So you have some I cells. I do. Though. I do. You want to give me two seconds? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'd love Sorry to see about them. That. You can look at my, my file. <laughs> Wow. And it's got both of them. Oh, that's amazing. Let's see. There we go. Yes, this was given to me. Wow. This was given to us. They gave us some cells. Is that not too bad a reflection? No, that's a, I, can, I can see it very well. That's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, what a thrill, right? You know, and I, I mean, love both characters so much. Yeah, they're both so different. And I bet you it was fun just doing both of them. Oh, it was because Princess Kala was like me yep, yep. <laughs> and Cubby was just a smaller version of me. <laughs> <laughs> the little adolescent little boy again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny because I, I am an energetic, enthusiastic creature. So um, it was just form fitting, you know, and that was actually also one of my very successful actions was to find characters that just reflected the kind of being I am. <laughs> yeah. When, when you first went into the show, were you always planning on voicing two characters? Was that always the plan for them and you? No, it was kind of interesting. I remember auditioning for Cubby. In okay. fact, it was very funny because right around that same time, uh, I actually got slouchy smurfling. Okay. Um, and what's funny, what's really interesting is I had been auditioning for different things and I had done several shows um, and I would do a show, but it would only last like one season. Yeah. Right. And I thought, okay. And I did several shows and it only go for one season. And I thought, and I got to go to Europe with my parents and I was in Austria and I was in, uh, I think Innsbruck and I was looking around, I was walking around and there was a toy, a toy show, a toy store. And in the toy store, in the window, was Little Smurfs. And I thought, oh, I want to be on a successful show. I want to be a Smurf, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I went home, and within a month, I got to audition for the Smurfs. Oh, wow. And I was, and it was Smurf Kids, which was totally down my alley. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play Slouchy Smurfly. Slouchy Smurfling is a, he's kind of a cool dude and he marches to the beat of a different drummer and plays a mean trumpet. <laughs> so I played, I got him. But then very soon after that, there was the Disney auditions and I auditioned and I have this kind of, you know, I got to get this cookie book, but a totally different energy, you know, yeah. Whoa, boy, yeah. you know, and so I just had a ball with him. And I ended up getting him too. Wow. That was, that was uh, Cubby. So then I'm not even sure how Princess Calla came into the picture because like I said, I had so much fun working and creating Cubby that I don't even remember much about Calla because Calla was just sort of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, like I said, people call me up and say, is your mother home? <laughs> Does that still happen these days? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I have to go, <clears throat> I'm the lady of the house. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, when the yeah. two when the two of them would have scenes together, would you record them side by side, or would you record them separately and then splice it in, or how would you do that? It sort of depended on. It sort of depended on the scene, I think, mm-hmm. because there were times when I could just jump between them, and then there's times when, depending on the action or or whatever else was going on, they needed to do it separately, as I recall. Okay. Yeah. That so, I mean, you know, but I really, I was pretty comfortable with flipping back and forth between wow. those two. Yeah. I mean, if you just flip them back to your natural sounding voice, I guess it wouldn't be as hard as doing two different characters. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, I'm, I know I need to be an example for my people. Oh, really? You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm the Crimson Avenger. Ah, yes. I remember pretending to be him a lot as a kid. Do you have your cape? I I mean, I had a um, a pillowcase. I had a pillowcase around my neck. And I remember, I think I may have had like a Lincoln log as a sword or something. I don't remember. What happened? Uh, Oh, good. You don't have. Okay. That that wasn't in your screen. Nope. Nope. Everything is fine on my end. Just just me looking at things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, and the the cute little sword, you know, the little. It just. I really liked gummy bears because they they really were playful. They were that classic kind of Disney where you you know your evil guys are bumbling idiots, which are so you know pretty characteristic most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And and there was something I I always like it when animation you know, forwarded really cool values. Yep. And uh, that's that's how I, I really succeeded in the animation because I love that. Yeah. And I like being a good example and yep. I like forwarding good examples and giving kids something to, you know, to aspire to and something that kind of validated that they were bright and shiny and very capable. Well, I think you su- succeeded definitely with gummy bears at least. And and, yeah. and the Smurfs. I mean, I love the Smurfs as a kid, and you just put it out there in the atmosphere that you wanted to be a Smurf, and you became a Smurf. I named it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny too. It was really fun. One of my favorite episodes with the Smurfs was the one where um, Gargamel was taking all the music away. Okay, yeah. And I and I as Slouchy reminded everybody that the music was in them. Yeah. <laughs> already in them and nobody could take it away and, nope. oh so cool <laughs> yeah i mean there's some cool things you can do as a cartoon character who knew that That's you know right. that it would hit kids and and kind of mold them the way they should be i mean if you didn't have good morals as a kid you know being taught by your parents and everything oftentimes at least in the 80s cartoons would help you along the way yeah, it just helped kind of, re, you know, instill some of the yep. values that we're trying to forward generally, yep, you know? exactly. I, that's what I had trouble with the 90s. The 90s, that started going out the yeah. window. Yeah, they got a little and, more action-packed, I think, and just didn't really have any stories, really. Well, also those characters that, like, were, you know, they weren't working at things. They were kind of playing up how it was great to not be yeah. too not really be doing too much good stuff. And I'll tell you, I just didn't get the jobs because I didn't like them. Wow. I didn't like them. Yeah. And uh, so it's hard to do something that you don't like. Yeah. I always said, you know, cartoons from the 70s and 80s were the greatest. They really were. <laughs> just like our music was really good from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree on that too. I don't listen to very many modern things at all. <laughs> well, it's 
funny. I mean, you know, there's some stuff and there's aspects and there's elements and there's times when stuff, you know, it's kind of the music of your your generation. Yep. But at the same time, when you want something that's going to hit you to and take you to another level or try to like, you know, we had stuff that really was inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, it's all repetitive and just nonsense, really. It's it's not always the message I want to say. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, going back to the Smurfs, that ensemble cast, I really <sighs> cannot think of a greater animated show with a greater cast than the Smurfs had. Yeah. What was it like coming in as the newbie in, in the oh series? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's very funny. Um, I've done a couple of shows. It was really wonderful, too, with the gummy bears, but we didn't have so many guests. Yep. We had kind of the, the, you know, the group, and it was an awesome group. I mean, oh, my gosh, Paul Winchell. And oh, Lawrence my God, yeah. Music. yeah. And, then, and then it was just lovely, you know, Coy Burton. I mean, there's just so many. I, yeah. But um, <laughs> with the, with Smurfs, I mean, I mean, I got to work with Jonathan Winters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, most of us were in the room. You know, yeah. I mean, that was still when, when those shows were when people were in the room. So you met at the same time and you all went into this room and they had a bunch of microphones where everybody had one. Or if you really didn't have too much to do, maybe you'd split it with somebody else. You know, yeah. you'd sit back and then, then you'd jump in or something. But most of the time, we all had our own microphones and we all had our own stools and, you know, our, our <laughs> your uh, music holder and blah, blah, blah. And it just, and you just, you were like, <sighs> I was like, <sighs> I bet. I mean, to, to be a fly on the wall in that room, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the breaks were kind of fun sometimes, you know, people would be real animated and stuff or, but it, it, it rolled. I mean, it rolled. You know? Yeah. And speaking of guest stars, I think didn't um, Legend of Prince Valiant have a lot of amazing guest stars in that as well? That was the one I was going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> I printed it out today. There were like eight pages of people. It was yeah. like, oh my gosh. I remember watching that and thinking, oh my God, that's Tim Curry. <laughs> yes, Tim Curry, Ephraim Zimblis, yeah. um, you know, Samantha Eger. Um, I worked with Robbie Benson, yeah, Robbie you know, Benson. Michael Horton. And then, um, well, it's so funny. I almost got to work with Pierce Brosnan, but he never came on the really? show. Really? He was going to be on the show too? He was supposed to. He <laughs> never did make it. But uh, that was the one I was going to go, oh, gosh. <laughs> but you know, the most gaga I was, was, was Paul Williams. Oh, yeah. I love music. And I was such a fan of Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, yeah. Um, Brian De Palma's yep. Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> what was so funny was I ended up being in Carrie with yep. Brian De Palma. Yep. And I found that out recently, too. That is amazing. I've seen that so many times. Never knew that was you. Yep. No, I've, I've, I've got, you know, I worked with uh, Robert Mitchum one time. And, and uh, I've worked with, um, oh, gosh, his name is, oh, it was right there. Um Richard Gere. Oh, wow. You know, I've, I've worked with some stellar people, Michael Moriarty. Um, yeah. I was even very, very briefly at the beginning of The Last Tycoon that um, um, Robert De Niro was in. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, huh. very, very briefly, and I don't even know if it's still there. Who knows? <laughs> it was a wild day. Yeah. <laughs> 
tell me about voicing for uh, Prince Valiant when you were uh, Roanne. What was that like for you? You know, it was really interesting. First off, I remember auditioning for it when I went, oh my gosh, I loved the idea. It was it was empowered woman. I yeah. mean, it, she was a teenager, but she wanted to be the first female Knight of the Round Table. And I went, oh my gosh, I know this chick. You know, <laughs> I I just I just knew who she was, and I knew, and I just walked in and just did what I knew to do. I mean, I just, it was a core being again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so interesting because everybody in the city had auditioned and I got it. And it was really a thrill and an honor. And uh, I loved playing her. And I remember too, there was one of the episodes where she was going to be like, oh gosh, just to tell the truth. And they had her kind of like, oh no. And I went, no, no, no truth the truth will set you free you know what I mean it's like and I I kind of gave it this whole other spin and made sure that the writing of it was 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 a positive note because like I said I mean you're setting an example and what you put out there people are going to hear and they're going to go oh yeah and it's going to it's going to strengthen one side or the other of the argument yep and I wanted to strengthen the more positive yeah and I loved playing her and, and all, all the wonderful people. Um, the director of that show gave us each a whole oh, man. album of all these wonderful Oh, that is epic. So I have wow. some wonderful memories on that too. Do you often flip through that and just to, to go back in time? Every once in a while, you know, it's kind of interesting. I'm not, it, I had to kind of dig out. I have like, I have these things. Oh, can you see it? Okay, yep, I can see this it. This is like a lot of my dancing. Oh, man. This is like a lot of my acting. Wow. Okay, let me see it. Where is it? Uh, there, there it is. is. You know, and these are kind of like my old scrapbooks of uh-huh. these things. And then I have like stuff like this much that I need to put in a new one <laughs> to take it from wherever I ended off on these. And these were like a long time ago. <laughs> So, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff and I've got a lot of things that just, I'm busy going forward. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't always get to do a yep. lot of looking back. It's always good to look forward. You know, there's always a lot going on and I teach and I, you know, and I'm, I'm really active in a lot of ways. So I, I really don't have a whole lot of time to do yeah. some of this stuff. What are you up to these days? Well, I teach a, a basic ballroom class at a, a, a junior college. I've been teaching there, actually. First, I was teaching with my parents because I, I told you I've been a, a professional dancer yep. since like 17. Yep. So I've been doing dance, but also I I just kind of drifted into the ballroom dancing because my parents did that. They loved it. They they just were amazing. And they would teach people very basic ballroom dance so that, that anybody could do it because mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's social dance. Yep. It's almost like having manners, you know? Yep. Oh, would you like to waltz? Would you like to do a little of this, you know? Very handy for social gatherings. And so I would, um, so myself and my brother, both of us were professional dancers. Wow. And so we would help them. And literally I have been teaching at that college now in some form or capacity for 40 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> well, at least the love is still there. Oh, I have a passion for teaching people to dance, just to get them to move yeah. and to enjoy it. And it's funny because that's the other part when you're animating, you're not just going, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. You have yeah. the whole thing is involved. It's like a dance. I mean? That's so true. It's like a dance. 
it is like an wow i never thought of that before but you're so right <laughs> you just can't hit the microphone <laughs> nope <laughs> you know? there's a few things you're not supposed to do <laughs> yeah i remember i took ballroom dancing i was 19 and there was a group that was being formed and you had to pay to get into it but they let me go in it for free because they wanted more um, people my age to show up. And yeah. I was one of the more popular kids, I guess, in the area. So they said, come for free. And then it worked. I think maybe like 10 or 12 more people showed up because I was going there too. It was fun. Oh. I, had, I had a fun time doing it. I really, I don't like dancing, but I had a fun time doing it. You know, social dance is actually a lot of fun. I had a neat thing. Um, yesterday was my husband's birthday. Uh -huh. And my grandson and my son were both here. And both of them wanted to do some Lindy. So I was their partner. I got to be partners <laughs> with both people. It was so much fun to have two partners. <laughs> um, I just love to dance. And I think it's it's there's such a joy in being able to share motion with people that, believe me, if the whole world were dancing, I don't think we'd have all the problems that we yeah, have right now. I agree. I agree. <laughs> because there's a respect there. There's a love. There's a there's a warmness. There's a welcomingness. And especially when you respect the other person and you just you do you do nice things, you know, yep. and you have the most fun and you don't even have to talk. You don't have to know what everybody's political view is and da 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 da. You don't have things that divide you. It's just like, oh, let's enjoy this fun music together. Just bringing humans together. Just yeah. yeah, we need that. I mean, there were so many clubs and so many things in the 50s. They literally, for teaching dance, they had to limit the class to 500 couples. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents were one of, uh, they were one couple out of 24 couples that would be demonstrating couples amidst these thousand people with the teachers actually up on stage in a, in a large convention center setting. Uh -huh. They'd be up on stage showing, but then there'd be the demonstrators all the way around the room. And those, those de demonstrators would take responsibility for a whole group of people that okay. were around them and help them if they had troubles or just help them make sure they got it. Wow. <laughs> That's where my parents started. Oh. Well, they met at a dance and then they, they got involved. We'll see. There you go. That's why you have dance in your blood. They met at a dance. Totally. I think that's how I picked them. <laughs> I'm going to be dancing with that group. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, Noel, I don't want to keep you much longer. Anything else coming up that you wanted to promote or anything? Where can people find you online? Anything like that? Well, it's interesting. I do have um, noelnorth.net. Um, .net? Yes, .net. It's, I'm, I'm, I have been working very hard on trying to get more educated on social media. Yeah. I do come from the generation that <laughs> we didn't quite operate this way. Nope. So, you know, it's been, I'm, I'm still, I have a few of the things. I have an Instagram. Um, but it's funny. A lot of my things have gone into being Noel Norris. I'm Noel North, but I'm married uh, and I'm also Noel North Norris. So some of my stuff, I have a Facebook that's Noel North. I have a Facebook that's Noel North Norris. But I wanted to have the Noel North be the professional one or the one that yeah. could be, uh, you know, interacting with fans and stuff. But it looks like it's kind of a big mix up. So. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? I'm still, I'm still coming along with it. Um, I am trying to do a little bit more with some of these. And uh, eventually I expect to be doing, you know, putting out more some kind of different things. Um, I'd love to know what they'd like to know, what, what they'd like to see me do. 
Awesome. Too. Yeah. Because I yeah. do a little. I do a little bit of dancing. Um, one of these days, I'm going to post a little dance and you know, just little fun things that I've done for various things. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. But I still love it. I mean, I I'd be doing all kinds of voiceover too if I found things that I liked. And and uh, I do must I must admit I kind of like the way my life is, so I'm not really on call too much. Yeah. So I get a little spoiled. <laughs> why why um, change but, anything if everything's going all right? Yeah, things are good, and I'm very happily married, and I've got a great family, and um, and I still play a lot. <laughs> so uh, if somebody's got a voiceover thing, and they want a kid, and they want a grown, you know, a, re a recycled teenager, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Perfect, Noel. Thank you so much for your time today, and like I said, a big fan of your work. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. And I, I hope you, your family, your community, your state, and I hope our, uh, ultimately our nation and our world heals. Um, um, oh, I, I, from me, I've also been a Scientologist for many years. Um, and I found that to help me in so many ways, helps keep me young, helps keep me more stable and stuff. Uh -huh. And they've got a fantastic network. Um, it's called the Scientology TV network and they have like um, really amazing stuff. It's not all and it's it's pretty interesting just in terms of growth. It, it kind of helps you with life and livingness and it's made it so I'm happily married for 40 years, there which you go. I needed because this is my third marriage. <laughs> oh, so wow. I know what it's like not to be. <laughs> so I mean, you know, that would be the other thing that I would I would like to to say nice things about and and maybe even recommend if somebody wants to just take a look at it. Exactly. They've got some great stuff on it. And it's it's uh it's in like I said good good examples uh some stuff that can really help you in life and just make especially now there's so yeah. much going on yep and uh, i would just say check it out yeah check like, it like, out. like you said a little bit of faith in something is is better than what's going on in the world today yeah and the, what's nice is it actually doesn't dictate your what your spiritual you know what your religion is it can just give you a lot of daily wisdom and They've got some great stuff on just staying well and how to be healthy and and uh, also just some encouraging things about other places and other things that are happening around the world. Awesome. So, you know, I think right now we could use a lot of good news. I agree. I fully agree with that. Is there any way you can close out the interview as Cubby Gummy? Oh, Cubby Gummy. You know what? I wish everybody would go out and say, I love my place. I love my neighborhood. I love my neighbors. Perfect. And tell them Cubby Gubby sent you. <laughs> Noel, again, thank you. Big fan of your work. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I like Tom. <laughs> my, name's, my name's Tim. Tim? Oh, my gosh. Why do I have it on Tom? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where did I get Tom? You know what? That's probably why you... Oh, there you are. You know what? I like Tom, and I like Tim, and I like Dave, and I like Richard, and I like Michael, and I like Steve, and I like, I like, I like everybody just <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Noel. Thank you so much. I'm Hopefully. sorry about that. Oh, it's no. like people calling me, no, they call me Naomi sometimes. Oh, no. Or Nicole. <laughs> no, they call me Nicole. Oh, I hate that. So yeah. I just, I just have to remind them, it's Noel, and you reminded me it's Tim, and I won't make that mistake. Exactly. Again. It's not a big deal whatsoever. I don't mind at all. We just met, so. Exactly. And hopefully we can talk again. Yeah. Thank all you, right. Tim. All right. Thank you so much. Let me know. Okay. Uh, bye. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.